Hey there, welcome to today's episode of Verity Vitamins. We have been in a series entitled The Whole Counsel of God. And in this, I kind of got this image in my mind of somebody taking a driving test. And I was, it came to my attention, I was looking at something, and it came to my attention that there's basically three parts of taking a driving test. And that is the written test, the vision test, and then you got to actually get in the car and show you know what you're doing. You know, that's how you get your driver's license. Well, um, in talking about the whole counsel of God, the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the written test and the vision test. The written test is what I refer to as the it is written test, you know, and that's one of the ways you get the whole counsel of God. And last week we talked about the vision test, and that has to do with discerning between what is a vision from the Lord and what is a fantasy of the flesh (laughs) and staying on track with the Lord in that way and getting the whole counsel of God in those things. But uh, this week, I, I got I to talk about the last part of it. You know, I wasn't planning on going this direction, but I got to talk about the last part of it. I want to talk about being a doer of the word and what effect that has on getting the whole counsel of God. Let me read my text for you uh, of this series. In Acts 20, 26, Paul said, Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all men, for I have not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 9, he said, For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is come, uh, when that which is perfect has come, excuse me, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Well, what does that have to do with growing up? You know, you have a certain perspective about things when you're looking at them from a distance. You know, it's easy to think about something a certain way when you haven't actually done it. (laughs) You know, when you haven't actually, you know, put some action to it. You, you never actually been a part of it, been involved in it. And this is true of so many things. I mean, talking about driving, this is true of driving. You know, it's one thing to sit on the couch as a child and pretend you're driving in a car, you know, and, and imagine what it'll be like. And, and you kind of have this, this thought, you know, of, of what it's going to be like to have my license one day and have my own car. You know, I, I had this, you know, when I was, I was young and I would fantasize about what it would be like you know, to drive in a car. And listen, that's fine. I mean, that is vision. You know, you got to envision yourself where you want to be. And the Lord will show you things in that. I mean, I'm reminded of how uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland uh, told Brother Keith Moore to go and sit in his airplane and make airplane noises when he was believing for an airplane. And he said, just go sit in there and make airplane noises. Well, what's he doing? He's, he's seeing himself in that. And that's a good thing. But I, I'm sure that it was different when he started doing it for himself and started um, really learning how to do it and, and, and actually getting off the ground by himself. And he, he's the one determining whether this plane stays in the air or not, you know, it's a whole nother thing. And you, and you, you know, you, you, uh, you give out a little more sweat <laughs> when it's you, you know, when you're the one doing it. And this is true of a lot of things. You know, this is true of driving, you know, young people that are learning to drive is different when you get behind the wheel. And so, you know, you got to know that it's not enough 
to have, you know, watched, you know, Fast and Furious, you know, uh, several times or, or to to have played, you know, Gran Turismo or, or whatever the case is, you know, Need for Speed, you know, I, I, that won't cut it, you know. It's not enough to have gone to the arcade and sat in those little race car booths and done that. No, that, that won't cut it. You got to actually prove that you're able to operate this vehicle. <laughs> you got to actually put some action to what you've studied, what you've learned. And we looked at this in, uh, I think it was 2 Timothy 2.15. He said, um, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so we need to be studying the word to know what the word says. We need to rightly divide the word. And that's a big part of getting the whole counsel of God. But there's another side to this too. And that is the putting your faith into action part. See, there's a whole nother perspective. There's a whole nother side to the whole counsel of God that you don't get until you get off your booty, excuse me, <laughs> and actually step into it and actually do something with it. See, that, then you get some perspective on, on, on what it actually means to lay hands on the sick, what it actually means to believe God for finances, what it actually means to believe God for healing, whatever the case is, when you actually act on the word, you, you get an increase of perspective and vision and people who not only preach the word of God, but actually do the word of God, they have a perspective that we need. People who have actually lived this thing out and walked this thing out. You know, the Bible talks about in Hebrews, those who have the rule over us, and it says, whose faith follow considering the end of their life. You know, it didn't say to just follow their doctrine. Now, there's other places where Paul talked about, hey, you know, receive my doctrine because it's good. You know, receive what you've learned from me. Receive what you've seen in me. But, you know, he said, receive what you've learned from me and what you've received, what you've seen in me. Do you see that, that you receive what you've learned in the person or from the person, excuse me, you receive the, the thing that they taught you, but you also observe what you saw them do. Do you see that? I'm, I'm referring to, uh, I believe that is Philippians 4 that he said that. When he talked about whatsoever things are lovely and pure, think on these things. And he went on to say, those things which you have both seen and heard and received from me and seen in me, do these things. Do what? Do these things and the God of peace will be with you. And then in that same passage, he went on to talk about how I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. He didn't just say, I can preach <laughs> all things through Christ who strengthens me. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, I've heard this said, preaching faith is not the same as living by faith. You know, there can be an anointing on somebody to preach something doesn't necessarily mean that they get a free pass. They still got to act on it. They still got to do it. And so what we're talking about in this one is being a doer of the word and actually putting some action to your faith. You know, if it said to follow people's faith, that means their faith had some action. And I'm following the faith that I've seen them act on. I'm following the steps of faith of those people. The Bible talks about following in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. Well, what did Abraham do? He put action to his faith. He actually got out of his father's house. He actually followed God. He actually uh, went and, and offered up his son by faith. And the Lord 
had made a covenant with him because of all the things that he did. And so I'm not talking about works and that it's a matter of works. I understand that it's not a matter of works, but we also know that faith without works is dead. And the biggest thing I'm emphasizing to you is that there is a perspective that you get when you actually put action to your faith that you don't have otherwise. And there is a perspective that people have who have walked this thing out that we don't want to shun. We don't want to shun the whole counsel of God that comes from people who have actually walked it out and actually acted on the word. That's how you get the whole counsel of God. Let me, let me uh, read this to you in James. In verse 19 of James chapter 1, he said, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak and slow to wrath. Well, you know, that's one way you get the whole counsel of God is you're swift to hear and slow to speak. <laughs> swift to hear and slow to speak. Uh, down in verse 21, he said, Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness that has to do with wrong motives, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Oh, we've been talking about the word of God and the effect it has on the soul, one of which is dividing between soul and spirit. But he goes on to say this, But, but... When it comes to receiving the word of God that divides between soul and spirit, don't just be a hearer of it. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Watch this, deceiving your own selves. How would you deceive your own self? If you, if you always read the word, but you never act on the word, if you never put any action to your faith isolation, we've been talking about this, leads to extremism. And the Bible says knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Now, I find it interesting that he said knowledge is the thing that puffs up. He didn't say action puffs up. He said knowledge puffs up. See, when you think you know a lot of stuff, you can get puffed up and imagine you are somewhere that you're not. <laughs> and you can imagine that you've got a lot, of, a lot of experience and things because of what you've studied, which is good. You're supposed to study. But how do you get the whole counsel of God? You get the whole counsel of God by not only rightly dividing the word of truth, but acting on the word of truth, being a doer of the word of truth. Because when people only hear and don't do, he said, you end up deceiving yourself. What is that? You get puffed up <laughs> because you know a part and you see in part. And if you never put any action, you're not going to see any more than what you see right now. You're not going to make any progress. You're not going to increase in light. And the people who have gained wisdom and have gained revelation are people who have taken what the Lord gave them and did something with it. They acted on the word. You know, if you never act on the revelation that God gives you, how can he keep giving you more revelation? <laughs> how can you increase enlightened revelation if you don't ever act on what he told you? Well, if people are hearers of the word and they never act on the word, in many cases, God's not giving them more revelation. They're just getting puffed up in the part that they already know. Now, the part that they have is right and true and good, but if you add things to it, 
and you embellish it and, and, and put your own interpretation on things, that's when people get off into extremes. But people who gain a, a fuller perspective are people who put action to their faith, who actually obey the word of the Lord. You understand what we're talking about? He said, if you're just a hearer, you're going to deceive your own self. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, watch this, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Ugh. What did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 13? We see through a mirror or a glass dimly. Why is that the case for a lot of people? A lot of times people see a part, but they never see any more because they never act on it. And he said, you're like somebody who sees your face in a glass. You behold yourself. He beholds himself is how he says it and goes his way and immediately forgets what manner of man he was. He looked in the mirror, <laughs> but he forgot. He saw something. But he forgot. Why? Because he didn't act on it. See, if you don't act on what you see and what you know, then you stay limited in your vision and in your perspective. He says, but whoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. What did Jesus say? He said, if you continue in my words, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Well, why would people not be getting free, even though they're hearing the word? Uh-oh. <laughs> why would people not be getting free from certain things, even though they're hearing the word, not continuing in it, not following on to know? Do you see that? Not getting the whole counsel of God. Because they're not a doer of the word. They forget what the Lord said to them because they didn't act on it. They said, oh, that's real good. I'm going to make a note of that. And then I'm going to put my notebook in my closet with my other thousand notebooks. But I'm still struggling with this thing. But Lord, why haven't you done this yet? You know, well, what's the problem? You got to follow on to know. You got to continue in the word. You've got to be a doer of the word. You've actually got to get in the driver's seat and put it in drive and put the pedal to the metal. You understand? You've actually got to act on what you've studied. And when you act on the revelation that God's given you, it opens the door for him to be able to give you more. And that's how you get more and more of the whole counsel of God.